Welcome to And Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Runnan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And Juna Davis Month continues with Shiver Me Timbers, it's Cutthroat Island. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amid Joe, how you doing today? I'm okay. Does anyone say shiver me timbers in this motion picture? Well, I don't think they do in this particular motion picture. Yeah, but what is it? I, What's it's a that? common piratical expression. Sure, sure. What's that great thing that Frank Lange... Get out of my eyes. Get out of my eyes. <laughs> that was my um, favorite line from this film. They are like having the... Blown the cannons back and forth and he's just goes like, I love this. I love it. That's right. However, as far as like a catchphrase that is singular, not just a yeah. line reading or delivery, he doesn't have catchphrases. Get out of He's my eyes. Get out of my eyes. That's good. That's not. Bad. I'm not saying it's good writing. I'm just saying I enjoyed it because sure. it was. Get out of my eyes. <laughs> it's like, it's, wanna... It was probably get out of my face on the, in the page, and he was like, no, no, get out of my eyes. Yeah, I got to hide it. Make it Franklin piratical. Don't you know I've been on Broadway? Don't you know that the the man's played Dracula? He can bring a gravitas to a villain, even when they don't give him a good costume. They're just or a wig. I did not expect in the year 1996 to be Franklin Jello going around a movie sleeveless, which would be wearing a sleeveless, sleeveless, and again, no wig or or just short, close cropped hair. And they didn't do that Mm -hmm. look. We had a long listener. We had a long discussion about this after we watched the movie last night. Where I was like, why didn't they wig him? And Jeff quite rightly said, well, I bet you Frank Langella was like, no way am I wearing a wig for however many months. Outside in these these hot I understand that. But then what you, Mm -hmm. I mean, a hat. In some scenes, in some shots. Oh, he should have, at least for some scenes, a big jaunty captain's yes, pirate hat. Yes. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? But what I think what the fatal error of this film. Naming him dog? <laughs> well, that that was huge. Um, but no, I think was that they then didn't like give that same kind of haircut to a couple of other people. So it <laughs> oh, just. Oh, that's, that's where this movie oh, yeah, made, made its the one only misstep. wrong turn. <laughs> other than that, no notes. No notes. <laughs> Nary one. But yeah, I was just sitting the whole time going, oh, what? Nah. Because some people have wigs that are so stupid sure. that that guy is like in that first scene waking up in the morning with a dang uh, like Dustin Hoffman and Hook wig on his head. But it's not meant to be yeah. a wig. I think his was meant to be his oh, real I think hair. for most of them it's meant to be their that real guy. hair. Which no. is like for most of them? Yes, look at this. This curly locks. They're wearing them out. Like, <laughs> they, it's not like with... Les Liaisons or Amadeus, where you see them take anything off. No one takes a wig hmm. off in this movie. Hmm. Not one. They, really? oh, they are, we are living in a world. We are supposing a world. In <laughs> a this world without film. wigs? Your a nightmare. World, but <laughs> number one. <gasps> but number two, like where these dudes uh-huh. have grown their hair out and manicured yeah. it to such an extent. No. Also, oh, we humidity. Could, this whole conversation could just be about the hair. Oh. Could just be about Matthew Modine's hair. About how, everyone's. But yeah, yes, because how is he maintaining those locks? This Where's he getting locks. the conditioner? Where's he getting the mousse? Where's he getting the hairspray? Where is he getting a blow dryer? Like, Where's he getting a blow dryer? Why is it not hanging stringily in front of his face like someone who should smell like I'm sure he does would? You yeah. know? Yeah. Because if he had a blow dryer, then he could blow out the bottom. At oh, least. I can't even tell. You. We'll get to it, listener. Blowing out the bottom. I with I couldn't believe that I was hearing that line. She did it with my ears. Like, where you go? 
to blow out his bottom. But that was one of the few lines that I really legitimately think was not intended as a full, like, overt double entendre. No, of course, of course not. But everything else was, like... No, but that's all the double entendres when she's talking with Matthew Modine or at the beginning with the guy in the I bedroom. Know, it's like, hey, so many... you can't shoot me because look at this. I got, I got your, your balls. balls. But then even, like... Yeah, they're all there's so many like ball and boob jokes. Like, but I don't like, think she's trying to make a double entendre about once again her villain, the her her uncle, her uncle dog. I don't I think just, she was like this would be kind of cheeky we, to be like I'm gonna blow out my we, uncle's bottom. I had to rewind it. I was like aghast. Listen, by don't this. listen if you've not seen this. They're referring to the ship. He's just gonna blow out the bottom, the bottom of the ship. Of the ship so which if she had just said I'm gonna blow out the bottom of his ship, but that's not catchy. It it's would not, have, that's not a one liner. Like I'm gonna blow out his bottom. <laughs> But it would have gotten the information across I'm without blow out me. my uncle dog's no, bottom. Clutching my pearls aghast. <laughs> anyway, wow. I uh, honestly I would have clutched my wig if it was a wig. But if it's it was not, a wig. There's no such thing. No, nothing to hold on to. <laughs> nothing but wispy hairs on Frank Langella's head. So listener, if you're not doing so already, uh subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend, write a review, but also you gotta be checking out our new Patreon. Patreon. That's our theme song for our Patreon. I just made it up. You're welcome. Patreon. Uh, Patreon superstar. (laughs) Patreon.com slash and almost starring. Uh, Would you just started we just started the patreon this month we have merely only launched yes but if you join you are getting access to a full-length watch along commentary episode on david cronenberg's the fly because juna davis month extends to our patreon and listener amy joe has never seen the fly before we watch it together and it is a hoot and a half listening to her responses it was not a hoot and a half watching <laughs> i'll tell you that but basically yeah every month there'll be a bonus episode whether it's a watch along commentary or just a regular app on on a film or on i think we might do some tv shows in future like yeah. just to kind of shake up the format a bit Absolutely. um but yeah so you, you can go and check out the tiers Absolutely. but yeah, i mean for, f- for five dollars you get an extra uh, uh a episode a month and for if you that's a little too much for you at this juncture for three dollars a month you're getting all of the episodes a day early and i know you, some of you legitimately do yeah. listen as soon as we drop uh, you, you can't get enough if you can't be waiting that extra day Three little dollars, you're getting it. You're getting it extra early just for you. Heck yes. Heck yes. So as for the film we're discussing this week, Cutthroat Island came out on December 22nd, 1995, and was directed by Rennie Harlan and written by Robert King and Mark Norman. Amy Jo, what's your experience with Cutthroat Island? Or some might call it Slash and Dash. Yeah, I can't wait to tell you. Okay, so... My dad and I, when when this is like, you know, trailers in the movie theaters and, and commercials on TV... Like I loved pirate stuff. Like I read Treasure yeah. Island Uh-oh. a number okay. of times as this, a child. This tracks. You know? This tracks. I loved that. You know all. You know, and this is. Did you know about Pirates of Penzance at this that point? Was that a thing? I in your, knew like, about it because I'm a huh? nerd, but I sure. wasn't. I was listening to like Poor Wandering one and like right, uh, right. you know Modern Major General. I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to go see a community theater production of Gilbert and Sullivan's The Pirates of Penzance. Oh, that made one of us. <laughs> Oh, I love that Pirates of Penzance. I know you. Well, see, up. I never watched the movie version of it. Right. I just had the the, the CD. Oh, the CD. The compact disc. Um, but so my dad and I just kept joking about like, oh, we're gonna go see this this pirate movie with Gina Davis, and for some reason we just called it Slash and Dash. 
Well, is, she's doing she's doing a lot of slashing. It's true. And then she's doing a lot of dashing. Oh yeah, she's got to run away because of all that slashing. When we see it happen time and time again. Well, she's got to do some slash, 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 and then she's got to run up a, up a wall through. What maybe it felt like she ran through the set of Aladdin when Aladdin's running through one jump. Oh, like it going is through all very these women, the through set of Aladdin before she jumps out the window. Okay, and this stuff legit was great. It's amazing. This is another looking. thing we went back to watch because I was like, "That's her," yes. and you pointed out to me, it "It's like composite two, two shots together to make it blend." But it looks, listen, it looks so good. really good. This amazing stunt where yeah, she's doing the whole like. The carriage kind of has gone McFly, under under like, a bridge, yeah. basically like in a lot of like, because uh, this is meant to be Jamaica, so it's it's under like a, like you know like in Italy where y- you have sidewalks that are under basically like awnings they're like uh, uh, because there's buildings that are built out to like give shade during the day so it's like that there's like a road underneath more more building i'm terrible at describing things um i think they can picture it but regardless she's in the carriage she's the gonna carriage her keeps head. going she jumps up and onto the building she's yeah. running along top of the building through the building through all these women in such slow motion this slow motion oh, is killing oof. me the this, occasional slow motion throughout this, the this film. movie's like 210 it could have been 90 flat if we got rid of this slow motion and <laughs> get us in get us out we got we put the dash in the slash and dash well to be fair that was something only my father and i called it so i don't think <laughs> rennie harlan was like oh Oh, yes, the slash and dash. Well, I think, because listener, if you're not aware, this movie at the time, I think, was the biggest box office, like the most money lost in oh, a well, movie. Oh, well, we still went and saw it, right. but it was just my dad and I. And I, it was just you and your dad, no one else in the theater. <laughs> my point being, if it was called, if they named it Slash and Dash, I think they might have made a bit more money than Cutthroat Island. Well, maybe, maybe. But here's the thing, like, I, I might be misremembering my family history, but mm-hmm. like, I don't think it was just that my dad and I were like, no, we're just hanging out. Just us. I think it, my mom was like, and with my blessing, <laughs> go ahead. I don't care. And Have I guess my ball. brother didn't go. Yeah. Enjoy. I was still like, haven't still happy. I was like, lady pirate. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, that's the draw. Right. And th- that yeah. was like b- badass, big budget pirate movie action adventure led female led led by Gina Davis, yep. who we love as evidenced by we're doing a ding dang month. about oh, the month. Woman. Um, but yeah, and I had never seen this before. So, um, the first half I enjoyed a lot of mm-hmm. and was like, this, I don't think deserved to be as big of a bomb because the company that put it out went bankrupt like Ugh. weeks before they even opened. So it was like, they couldn't advertise it. There was just oh. a lot and it just went over budget. It was just a lot that went wrong. Um, I wonder how looking at <laughs> the, all the practical effects that they did. Oh my God. Yeah, it's true. It was, yeah, it was wild thinking like eight years later would be that first Pirates of the Caribbean movie and how much CGI had progressed at that point that you could do so much more digital effects. I mean, honestly, so much of this was very impressive, like all the stunts and the explosions and everything. Uh, We'll we'll talk about like some of, I think, the tonal issues it has and everything, but like so much of it is like, well, that's very exciting. If the script were tighter, then, then this would be a much, this would be a very a rollicking good time i wonder well i mean to be fair gina davis has some unfortunate dialogue but matthew modine has a lot of bad dialogue and i wonder if you had which we'll get to if you had an actor that had a bit more clout at the time if he had a say so to be like let's change some of these some of this dialogue yeah because to me that's one of the biggest problems is Gina is Davis these, and Matthew Modine got no chemistry. No, and, and he's got these stupid 90s, 90s wisecracks. We're just like, it, no. It just doesn't work. And maybe no. it's that it just doesn't work. Maybe a bit more of a fun little scoundrel type could make I, some of I, this work. I but, do think there it's partially yeah. him and partially that he is given. He's given all these one-liners that are just so out of the period 
and so deeply yeah. in the 90s that it's just like, ew, don't do it to me. <laughs> um, but let's get into it. So spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen Cutthroat Island, but you haven't seen it in a while, here's a brief-ish synopsis. Yes, as we said, we're in Jamaica in 1668, where we meet Gina Davis as Morgan Adams, who's, uh, she's, she's, it's a family business being a pirate. Her father sure is, is a pirate. So we start with her. We're like, it feels like we skipped the first reel of the movie. It like opens and it's like your uncle dog, Frank Langella is going to kill your dad. I think they're trying to move things along, but what I happens is instead you spend a lot of the movie going, wait, what? Wait, who? So Wait, are there so four brothers or three? So, so there's four brothers. They we all, only, we three didn't of them, one of them have a piece of a map, the fourth being Frank Langella, who wants all the map pieces. And so when the movie starts, he's got one. He's killed one of the uncles that we don't that see. That we never see. That we never see. Maybe it was a cold open that got cut because they were like, this movie's already too long. I don't know. Maybe. But then we have the ones left are Gina Davis's father, who the, he gets Harry. killed like almost Black immediately. Harry. Black Black Harry. Which Mordecai fingers and then Mordecai, Mordecai fingers who we meet later, but yeah, it's like so they have the the, the brothers bury the or not, it's not no even no no buried. it's they just the, had the grandfather, grandfather or the uncle it's it's one of the it's the okay. next generation up from the brothers right so passed down here are the three bits of the here, I'm, I'm King Lear let me divide my kingdom into here three pieces for my three favorites here is the map to cut Thailand and we won't give it to what's what's dog's real name Douglas I think I Uncle think Douglas something like yeah. that. Much Uncle better Douglas. name for a pirate, Uncle Douglas. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's clearly what Sorry, it's derived from. Left it lying there. Uncle Doggy. Um, um, yeah, but then, like, why? So d- were they just never going to go after the treasure? Or like, yes. I, well, I this is the question by, like, I raised to you. We're we're like two thirds away from the movie last night, and I went, "Now, Jeff, why? Why now? Why now?" And you, <laughs> you sat there and you went, "Well, uh." <laughs> and then I realized I didn't have an answer. I started the sentence without uh, having an ending to the sentence. I guess they don't. There's no reason. There's no I reason. guess it's a plot loophole. <laughs> like I could understand if the uncles, they all were on the out. So it's like, we're never going to get the treasure because none of us could trust each other. And like, maybe there's a dropped line about that, but I, I don't, that, that got glossed what over. I'm telling you is it's not airtight. New. No. Anyway, long story short, we meet Gina. She's got this amazing shot. Some beautiful practical locations. They've oh, got her on this, this riding on oh, horseback incredible. over this shallow sandbar with like a Ugh. foot of water over the sandbar and on each of the sides of the sandbar is just ocean so what, a, her what an introduction the, sandbar. the, the so shot of good. her this way and the one like later in the film of frank langella like with the flames behind him and the heat waves in front it's of real him cool incredible there are some really fun elements to this movie and some great like they shoot some of these actors as they deserve absolutely and then they give them dialogue to say that <laughs> that I, oh, frankly, man. I wouldn't have said in community the dialogue, theater. The dialogue. But yeah, so Gina Davis, her her father dies, but she realizes that the map is on his scalp, so she shaves. She scalps him. Well, he says, we don't see. He yes, says, she says, shave. For once in your life, girl, just do. Well, no, he's not, you know, uh, English at all. Um, no, it's Harris Euler of well, Ghostbusters This is too. another thing, though. You know, so we meet three of these alleged four brothers. Mm-hmm. One is Frank Langella mm-hmm. doing uh, an American, heightened, pretentious American accent, but American all the same. Uh, occasionally dropping an R here or there for no real reason. Although that's actually a thing that uh, Matthew, Matthew Modine. Modine does a lot. He's like it's intentionally a, supposed to be uh, from the colonies. He's supposed to be like uh, American. And yet occasionally he's like, well, what do you think of your father? And I'm like, what are you doing? Well, we are but, in, you know, 16... 16- 
fair. Okay, you're right. You're right. So I right. think American, uh, the yeah, yeah, American yeah, accent yeah, is yeah, still yeah, a bit yeah. British. I, how much <laughs> in the weeds is he with this, this accent, though? No, you're right. You're I right. Agree. But what I'm seeing does not have that nuance. I agree. But anyway, the, I agree. The Mordecai is like I so Ray see, Winstone I so levels see of Rennie Harlan, like J.K. Simmons and Whiplash, just Matthew Modine, like no, no, too British. Scale it back. Scale it back. It's like okay, how about this? No, 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 no. A little, little more British. Not, not quite, not quite my dialect. Not quite my dialect. Just like, not I, I like, my nope, dialect. Nope, nope, nope. Let's, not my uh, dialect. Let's move it back. Okay. Can we fire Can him again? Can we get someone was, else? I'm trying to imagine any voice and speech teacher. They're like, even, <laughs> even quite, stern voice and speech <laughs> teachers are like the cuddliest, <laughs> most hands-on, empathic, like kind of teachers. Not that they can't screw a person up, but on the whole, like, I remember going to the voice and speech teachers conference one year and being like, I wonder what it'll be like. And then I was like, there's literally a caning workshop where there was like 75. I was like, oh, like it's just. That's the most like soft, spongy people in the world. And instead, we're gonna make the movie that's Whiplash meets My Fair Lady. That's trying to get your lives to do little. Well, isn't that kind of the King's Speech? Oh well, yeah, but Jeffrey Rush is just—he's cuddly in that. No, it's true. It's we're true. That's, having, that's we're having such silly time trying to get that king. Oh not golly, to golly! Well, golly, I remember golly, like gee. watching that film in theaters and being like, "This is my life." And then people were like making fun of it, and review, not making fun of it, but in mm. interviews like, "Oh, it's blah blah blah." I was like, "Those are legitimate exercises I used yeah. yesterday." Hey, if it works, if it looks silly, but it works, it ain't silly. That's yeah. you should put that on a t-shirt, Jeff. I sh- I, well, I'm wearing one right now. Oh. Check out our merch at Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> dot com slash and almost starting. We don't have that one. We don't have that one yet. If, if, write in, listener, if that's the kind of shirt that you want. I've already forgotten what it was I said. But we'll put <laughs> in a shirt if that's what you want. We'll listen back. Anyway, let's get. So the map, it's got Latin on it. Gina Davis doesn't speak Latin. We need to get some someone who speaks Latin. And here's Matthew Modine. He's a bit of a rapscallion. He's a thief, thief. a gentleman thief. Not even a gentleman, but, you he know. He pretends to be a gentleman. Sure do. Yeah, we don't, I don't, I can never actually pin down what his deal was. He's like, maybe he's a gentleman. He no. studied fencing. No, no. He says oh, at he's some like, point. He could have been. Like, like maybe like, no no he says oh, but he, was so born poor. he says right. i wanted to be but i was born poor that's this movie's idea of a joke but he did i guess but he did learn fencing no, that's, he, you, to he, be a gentleman one has to be born into the gentry so like sure. that's why that's a joke like okay i i wanted to or i could have been but i was born poor it's like well then no i guess based off everything else about the guy that he fences he knows latin he's got all True. these other skills I assume that's what he meant I think by he's, he no, could I think have he's more a bit of a con artist and that's how he oh well he's things. definitely a con artist yeah. that's how we meet him with and there you go. We do see someone take off a wig. That's we true. We meet him with a truly but unfortunate. But he's only wearing a wig because he's a con artist, not because it was the thing that people did at the time. No, here's the thing. He's wearing this wig, which I guess is just to blend in with all yeah. these rituals. He's not in disguise because he's given his real his name, real William name. Shaw. I didn't understand that. My guy, what are you doing? Like, Why are you giving your real name when you're being an obvious con artist? I just don't get it. But anyway, he gets sent to jail. Gina Davis buys him because he's getting he sold as Latin. a slave. As they're all pursued by Frank Langella, of course. Long story short, Gina Davis and Matthew Modine, they clearly like they hate each other, then they love each other, then he's gonna steal from her, and then he's gonna drown in quicksand, and then they love each other again. And there's a monkey. <laughs> there is a monkey. There is a uh, King King Charles. Charles. King Charles the monkey, which a, this monkey is adorable, but B, then we start veering into like, is this movie for children? This well, Is this movie for kids? The monkey isn't the only thing that sends us into that thing. Here's here's my main problem That's true, but with this the monkey movie. does salute Gina Davis at one yes. point. Here's my main problem with the movie is that it does not know whether it wants to be a family film or like a, a more racy adult film. Yeah. Because uh, honestly, looking at the movie and what they actually have on screen it feels like it wants to be a family film. It's light. 
you know, like it's, except for some violence, it could be PG. If they were to take some of the violence and some of the gore out, and certainly all of the like, you know, I'm gonna feel up, you know, y- your breasts, and like starting with like them having just had like a dalliance in bed, the sort of like the her entrance. Yeah. There's like some stuff that clearly they put in because they're like, oh, we want it to be more adult, but it feels disingenuous in a way you know what i mean like it feels a bit layered on as opposed to like this wants to be a family movie maybe with like a little wink here or there i don't think rennie harlan had a family movie i agree but i I think think if we're looking at everything that if the film is telling you know if you're looking like what does this feel like it wants to be the color the saturation the kind of it's up it's up i have some suggestions for different casting options that i think could have taken it in a different direction but even so it's like it's too light to be an adult movie, if it really wants to be an adult movie, it it has to like some of these jokes about balls need to like I don't know be about dicks. It just it just <laughs> needs to like escalate a little bit. They, it needs to be like a harder joke. You know what I mean? I do, I do. But that, yeah, that's and how then you, you have know. a monkey that's, that's like you know. oh jokes with the monkey that just feel like yes, this is Doctor Doolittle suddenly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. The thing that's the thing is like I think there are elements of that this that are so enjoyable, but there's so many times when I was like, well, they ripped this off from a hook practically, you know. A lot of hook feeling in this. Hook Princess a lot Bride. Of hook, a lot of Princess Bride. We got eels. We've got we've got shrieking eels. The threatening of torture by shrieking eels. We sure do. Well, those eel puppets are pretty fun. They're disgusting, oh, they're great. but but then there's the part. Is it Matthew Modine who kind of like goes down? Or, or no, who is it? It's, or it's Mordecai. Mordecai, because he's got to go get his piece. I think he's yeah. hidden in the basket of eels. Yeah. So in terms of synopsis, Gina Davis has to go find her uncle Mordecai fingers to get the other part of the map. He because immediately it has gets like killed. The, it has the instructions in latitude. You can't get right. the latitude and longitude of Cutthroat Island without, which is right. the place where the treasure's buried, without all three pieces. Yes. And so, yeah, Frank Langella is like threatening people with this eel. It's like, I'm going to get snap your face with this eel. But uh, yeah, he goes down like right he, as if he tries to get closer to the eels. Like they're his eels that he wants to die by. Just no, I think he hid the piece flopping. in the eel oh, he barrel. Hid the piece. Oh, he I think because that's piece his piece, Mordecai's piece. So he's barrel. like going over there as he's dying and he grabs it. I mean, that, and, you know, and uh, Matthew Modine sees him. And that's that is from my one watch of it. What I believe occurred. You know what? This is actually smart thinking because the last place anyone's going to want to check is a barrel of eels no one's going to want to stick their hand into a barrel of giant teeth snapping eels not likely gross also just to rewind a bit back to matthew modine because i did forget that he also claims that he studied to be a doctor so gina davis gets a gets shot Mm -hmm. in this scene and then he has to take the bullet out we learn after the fact He's not a doctor. <laughs> not just, a doctor. Well, a lot of doctors of this time weren't really a doctor. You okay, know what but I mean? He's, but he makes it seem like he's really like, I don't know what I'm doing. But he's digging around in her tummy for this bullet. And, and she doing- seems like she's getting like a very mild tattoo. Like a yes. tattoo of someone that's uh. like, ooh. Uh, okay. Or like she's getting like a, a, a like a Swedish massage. She's like, oh, that really hurt. That yeah, one. it's a it's like a, maybe deep tissue. Yes, exactly. But even then, yeah. she's someone that has gotten a lot of deep tissue massages, so it's not her first rodeo. There was a moment where like she was kind of like bandaging herself up earlier, and you were like. I guess the bullet must have grazed her then. I was like, you know, I remember very little about yes, this movie. Yes. So what did you I remember? Like, you remember well, I remember, digging the bu- bullet No, I, well, one thing that I remembered, like, and I didn't remember it till I saw it happening, was when basically she's going in, oh, she's dressed as Nancy in Oliver. Yeah, she she's fully, in disguise. <laughs> she fully takes a close, uh, let's give a moment for this featured background artist. Oh, who, dear. Who, like, she's like, hey, 
how much? And the girl looks at her clearly like thinking like, right. you're asking me my price, you know, when she's asking for the clothes. But the look that this this actor gives is like, huh? like squishes up her face. the biggest It's a sitcom take. take if air I saw one. And so she then, then Gina Davis is then wearing this, this like saucy wench garb. Mm-hmm. But she truly looks like she is playing. It's like she's ready to she, sing as long as he needs me. I just, I think I started singing Oompa Pa at you as soon as she started coming. You're like, what is happening? Oh. Um, so she goes up to like talk to the the guards and be like, you know, I'm supposed to go in there. Yeah, basically, like Mordecai's hired a sex worker. Is like these are the kinds of things that you probably need to intimate more than explicitly state in a family yeah. film, which this is not. Which is PG-13, so it's not sure. Technically, sure. It's, but anyway, you can bring the kids. I remember too, him, but, yeah. like you know, checking her for weapons by like first. They check her breasts to see if she has weapons. And I had such a sense of memory of like, I remember that. Like I just remembered that moment. And then I remembered like, and I didn't remember it till you, like she was shot. And and then you mentioned like, Oh, is the, what about the bullet? I was like, no, I think I remember that they have to dig the bullet out of her. And like two minutes later we were full, we were in full mash, you know, (laughs) full mash. Um, And then in the after mash, you did remember tunics, you remember oh, well, that there yeah. was a lot of tunic. I remember like a billowy tunic and I was not mad about it. And you know what? Sure. When it appeared this time, wasn't mad about it then either. Sure. Um, but yes, just to wrap it up, it was, there's all kinds of like, not even double crosses, but just like of who's got plot, the treasure, plot, who's getting plot. kidnapped. There's a lot of plot, plot, plot. And then it winds up, we've got the two separate ships having a battle. Gina Davis blows out Franklin Bella's <laughs> bottom. Well, because they've gone to Cutthroat Island and gotten the treasure. I feel like yes. that's a plot point we should Yeah, they get the sure. treasure. There's not really much to get in the treasure. They just realize like, oh, it's like this many feet this direction, but there's a cliff. Then we got to go down and, and that includes in. the feet. And then in, and then there's the treasure. There's no booby traps. It's not really, no. it's just there. Um, but they have this big ship battle after blowing out his bottom. <laughs> she lights this cannon, and lo- which launches Franklin Gella kablooey uh which is fun although she does have to preface it by saying bad dog which when that happened oof my goof i if i hadn't been typing i would have thrown my book across if i had been <laughs> writing instead of typing i would have thrown my book across from i was like you know they named him that yeah just for that kiss off line yeah Bleh. and speaking of kiss off matthew modine has meanwhile been like trapped while the ship is sinking. It's a real Jack and Titanic moment. It's just like Titanic. It's it, with, ju- with same stakes. Same budget. Just none of none of the none of the proceeds. <laughs> um, but yeah, she saves him and they ha- have big smooch as all the all of her pirate mates are like, we'll stay with you. Hooray. We have all this money. But what am I gonna be doing on a farm? Yeah. Come on. They're American. On. I, I just, that's my They're American-ish. Voice. They're American-ish. They're American-ish. Yeah, they end heading off to their next adventure in Madagascar. So I guess we'll find out in the sequel of uh, what craziness they get up to in Cutthroat Island 2. Slashing and dash. Still slashing, still dashing. <laughs> so initial thoughts, Amy Joe, on Cutthroat Island. From watching old Slash and Dash this time, what popped out at you? Well, I've said, you said you, a yeah. lot of my piece. Sure, sure, sure. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I have written this note. So here's another element of the script that... M- not made no sense to me, but was like such a missed opportunity Mm -hmm. to the point where I don't think that much of it was cut. If this was on here, she's so relentless about pursuing this treasure. There's not a more, a moment to mourn for her father. 
Um, no, we like drop that thread. We drop completely. that until the very end when she finds it. She's like, "We did it, Harry." But like to me, that like makes sense if it's like I have to do this. No, we have to go through this storm. No, we have to do this because it's yeah. like a vendetta. It's like to avenge her father. It's like to fulfill her father's he dying wish. He always wanted to get to well, this. Well, he treasure. basically says that by saying scalp yeah. me, which I then did. This is what I wrote. No wonder she had to get so drunk if she just had to scalp her dad. That's a good point. But like, she, there's no get him. Morgan, have, are you have, okay? Have, have like a little mini flashback somewhere in near the end of middle or end of the movie of him. Have him as a force ghost appearing and just being yeah, like you can like do it Morgan have, her, have a moment where she bonds with Matthew Modine talking about like you know well this is what my father always wanted talking There's about just, their dads yeah that's something like truly you could do in 20 seconds you could deepen this plot so just like tie it together in a way it's like ah oh, I see now why she's willing to relentlessly go after this goal even at the expense of herself and her crew I was yeah. just like this is a real missed opportunity it didn't do the work to make me care no. about no, which is another reason I think stakes. why it feels light yeah. instead of, you know, having some kind of emotional weight to it. Um, yeah, I hear that. Uh, get Langella a wig. Yes, we've discussed <laughs> that. What, okay, what kind of wig are you thinking? Just like a real like straight hair, like classy, like a little know. long or it like just, a big curly type of Captain Hook type thing? I think thing. he would look silly in that as well. But like something I'm seeing maybe more like a. Um, now I'm thinking of. Well, another actor that I actually like think of as a as a somewhat similar kind of like stage, not stage presence necessarily, but like F. Murray Abraham's wig and Amadeus, you know, like something okay. where it's like pulled back. Okay, pulled uh, back into like a tight little bun type of situation well, or, or like ponytail. ponytail type thing. I that also that. feels yeah. piratical. Okay. You know? I'm liking um, that. I also want to take a moment to shout out, and I know we'll probably talk about it at the end, but Patrick Malahide as the kind of like you know whatever yeah it's like, like not the, not the governor or whatever but he's like some british like some you know they've colonized jamaica right, right, right. he's some kind of like british guy killing it for the queen he's no. so right. good in this he's um, great yeah so just yeah. Two, two weeks in a row which is you know, since it's rennie harlan who did long kiss goodnight and cutthroat island you're yeah. getting a few you're getting him you're getting rex lynn mm-hmm. back uh in a small role or a bigger role here, actually, than Long Kiss Goodnight. But yeah, you're getting some of his, I guess, his mainstays, his yeah, regular. I guess. Hey, great, you know. And the other thing that I'll say is, um, unless I'm much mistaken, tarantulas don't bleed. So when yeah. Frank Langella crushes it in his hand and he opens it up, it's a bloody ball. It's like, they <laughs> look, they didn't do a lot of work. But I think that that's just, we just see him squish it and some legs is enough. I don't need fake tarantula blood. That's not how insects work oh i think it should have popped i think it should have literally just like <laughs> exploded like and like yeah. little guts of flying um yeah so cutthroat island had a total budget of 92 to 98 million dollars although some put the figure as high as 115 million mm. and the total u.s gross was 10 million oh no yeah one of the most expensive box office flops of all time it made the guinness world record as the biggest box office bomb of all time in the year that it came out. Yeah. I think it has been overtaken. I think it was overtaken by Adventures of Pluto Nash, the Eddie yeah, Murphy the, movie. There's, there's, now people spend such yeah. an exorbitant amount on films. That's you true. Know, that there's got to be bigger bombs. Yeah. It debuted at number 13 at the box office. Like, mm. oof. Mm. Like, no one was seeing this movie except you and your dad. Yep. You helped that movie. That movie I might did. have been 14 at the box office, if not for you and your dad. No, I do my part. To support the arts, Danny. Uh, So the origins of the movie date back to 1986 
when a movie called Bloody Bess was in production, which was also to have starred a female swashbuckler, but was set to be a lot more violent and darker than this movie. And the movie was canceled, but Rennie Harlan, who was working at Empire Studios at the time the film was in talks, liked the idea of a female pirate and decided to reuse it later on. I'm like, you should have kept it like that yeah. one was keep Which it violent would have been and closer dark. to the reality of the time oh, the reality of the time the reality of rennie harlan but i mean i get like you're not ma- making a movie with this budget r-rated no, no you're definitely especially not. very rarely now but even especially then when yeah. there's fewer films coming out and it's like we're not spending all this money for a movie that kids can't see yeah and be- certainly not when we like you can't take no. your like 12 year old daughter <laughs> to go see it you know <laughs> Not if this movie is like full blown. Exactly. I mean, you can't. People can, and people do. Oh, but I that wouldn't have been like up my street at the age of twelve. So, well, sure. But before this film went into production, Gina Davis and Michelle Pfeiffer were in talks to star in a pirate movie called Mistress of the Seas with Paul Verhoeven <gasps> in talks to direct, but it got shelved because the studio couldn't persuade Verhoeven to cast Harrison Ford in the lead as they didn't believe an action film with a female lead could be financially successful. And I don't know if that's Harrison Ford in the Gina Davis role or Harrison Ford in the Michelle Pfeiffer role, but either way, we could have gotten a Paul Verhoeven movie, a Paul Verhoeven pirate movie with Gina Davis and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Sorry, I haven't been responding because my face has been frozen and. I get it. But that's, I mean, A, I, I don't think we ever had a pairing of Gina Davis and Michelle Pfeiffer, but no, why but didn't we? That'd be amazing. That'd be badass. Um, and I'm like, I'm into that. Yeah. I think that'd be really And it'd be better than the musical The movie. Pirate Queen as far as starring <laughs> God. Two, two women. Well, <gasps> anything would have to be. Uh, and at, so at one point, Gina Davis and Rennie Harlan begged to be let go from the film, knowing it would be a disaster, but the studio refused. So they were both mm. kind of financially obligated to make the yeah, film. I can, I'm not going to lie, see that a bit in some elements of her performance. I agree. There are we'll, some we'll elements where she's all in and we'll somewhere i'm it. like i feel the actor putting an arm's length up she feels like she is all in on these stunts yes. and all the action she feels like she does not want to be there with matthew modine and mm. i'm like why did she not work to change some of this dialogue yeah because having gina davis saying dialogue like well that scoundrel is get, like stuff it doesn't that, like, it does not fit her well because looking at her imdb wasn't shocked to see she doesn't have a lot of no classical films and a i lot didn't of have classically to set films i didn't have to look at it to know that watching this Just film the ones that we're doing this month but earth girls are easy and long kiss good night and the fly the ones we've already done beetlejuice Thelma and louise. louise gina davis operates so well in a contemporary or setting or like in something or that feels like a throwback but only as far as like the 50s or 60s yeah. like beetlejuice and earth girls are easy have a more of a vintage feel but they're not a period feel no and it doesn't rest well on her and once again this is juna davis month i love my girl oh yeah gina but it's a awkward fit which yeah. we'll, we'll get into we'll get into sure. in a second as we're talking but first the casting director of cutthroat island was mindy Marin, an emmy nominee for casting the tv movie path to war Marin has also cast such films as juno nightcrawler mission impossible fallout and previous episode face off oh some actually some good movies in there So let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance, and Amy Jo is hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. Wow, me. Morgan Adams. Kicking it off with 
old Morgan. Amy Jo, your thoughts on Gina Davis and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Yeah, I will say when it's when it's the physical stuff, like the stunts, when it's something like a, a, a look that she's giving, like a take, she's like right in it. You know, like I feel like she's she actually sells this kind of like gleeful, full bodied pirate fantasy. And then about. Half Wait, old. hold on. I just remembered the part where she just runs up to some guy that I don't think we've ever met before or see again. She, but I think ca- she we, jumps off her horse. She slow motion kicks him in the face and steals his rowboat. This, this is the beginning the to get to her father. Moments in the movie. <laughs> but I think that this is that that is because that's a rowboat to Douglas's ship. So that's probably probably one of, one of the his, guys. But yeah. they don't explicitly they say sure that. Don't. So instead, of she just they like sure she don't. annihilates this guy's yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> So it's tremendous. Yeah. So that kind of thing, I feel like she's serving well. Riding a horse looks great. Yeah. You know, once again, the, all the stunts, all the yeah. her jumping out this window, rolling down this rooftop so and right. landing back so in the cool. carriage again, whether or not it's a composite shot, it looks the, fantastic. The thing where she's like swinging from a chandelier and she's oh, probably so just like a couple feet above the, but like just seeing the shot where it's a close up of her, like that yeah. looks great. The dialogue, I feel it's partially that she's kind of like, ugh, I feel like this is bad. And she's putting a little distance. I'm partially just discomfort in the material, you know, whereas like I want someone who even though it's bad, because there's some lines that weren't bad, but she delivered them, I will say, a bit poorly. Yeah. You know, just like a bit kind of on the surface about all this stuff. Like a lot of it was just lacked vocal nuance, yeah. like stuff that is just like, even if you're just like, I've done plenty of things where I have done like a reading or a project where like the script's not great, but it's and it's a generic villain type thing. And so you fill in with your generic villain colors. And it does that mean it's the best I've ever been? Absolutely not. But it's like you still have to fill in the pockets and, and flesh it out as best you can. And I feel like that was very missing here. It was very one note a lot of her performance. I do they ever say how old she she's supposed to be no. Morgan because Gina I think at the time she was 39 when they filmed it and it feels like she's playing her like she's in her early 20s yes she is yeah, like, especially for this time period yeah. like she like you'd be almost dead by the time you were in your late 30s by the just by living in yeah. these conditions as a pirate on the high season but like 1600s I mean, but she's maybe, playing you know it, she's just playing it young and I I think if she was allowed I, I maybe that's how she yeah, was maybe, also directed or, to say, or I, I was watching this going I don't know what happened here I think a lot of things happened here but it was just like well I mean yeah, yeah. I'm, I fully am not like laying no, any kind but, of majority of blame you were as the shoulders. actor the one who's gonna have to be the one people look at you know and and listen to it. and I just feel like if she vocally had more gravitas and kind of kick ass to the tone of her voice and not just physically to what she was doing. That would have helped. Cause a one, lot. I mean, we, we got to talk about long kiss goodnight in relation to this. Cause she, it feels yes. like night and day. It's the yes. next year. It's still Rennie Harlan, but she is like such a badass in it. And she is leaning in. There's no like shying away from like, well, this is a little like over the top or and this is or that. ridiculous. No. And it is, it is over the top. It is ridiculous, it but is. she is so committed to it in a way that she's not here. And look, I get it. It sounds like it was a nightmare to make I'm this. Sure. I fully understand and sympathize, but I, I think if she just really put her shoulder in, I think some more of the movie would have helped I, go down a little smoother. I for agree. Me. I agree. I don't know. I have a lot of different thoughts, but I was like, I want someone who is going to deliver an intensity that honestly, when I also like thinking about, it, I was like, when I think about Gina Davis, the way she is intense is not 
usually in the way that I think would benefit this role. Yeah. So I was like, I want someone like, like I want like a Jodie Comer. You know, mm, I want like a yeah. Kate Winslet or a Gwendolyn yeah. Christie, yeah. Miranda Otto, thinking of her and oh, like, you know, Lord, oh, of Lord of the Rings, oh, you know, sure. someone who is just like, I can see playing St. Joan, uh, you know, just like yeah. Joan of Arc, like, ah! like yeah. where there's rage underneath it. I feel like there's not no rage, rage in this performance. Gina. No rage of Gina. It's like Frank Langella killed your dad. Like I'm not seeing the rage. You had to scalp him to make this happen. Yeah. Like there's there. Yeah. There's, it feels like it's, that's what I also mean about it being light. I think a lot of it is on her performance, which is mm. fine, but that tonally feels not quite in the pocket. Um, uh, other thoughts, other thoughts, Rachel Weiss, um, yeah. Rachel Sterling. Um, mm. uh, and then I thought, that I thought, what if in the 90s instead we'd gotten Michelle Yeoh doing, there's this famous Chinese pirate, uh, Ching Shi, and like, who's a very, fa- like, what if it were more like, yeah, skewed yeah. in that direction? I was like, that's interesting to me. And that's someone with some kick ass. I love um, it. I, I then also wrote down Anne-Marie Duff, who I saw play St. Joan at the National Theater in London oh. in 2007. She was formerly married to James McAvoy. Tremendous oh. actor. She's done a lot of okay. stuff on screen, but yeah. she's she's more known for her stage work. Um, yeah, I just like, I want someone with some body to the voice. Uh, 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 oh my God, what's her? Uh, Denai Guerrera. You know, oh. I want someone with some like oomph yeah. to, to what they're doing, which Gina Davis has maybe too delicate a touch for mm. this sort of thing, which yeah. I think she, when yeah. I, when I said gleeful, I do mean that like there's a certain amount of glee and zest with which she throws herself into the physical stuff that I feel like actually is undercutting any kind of emotional connection that I could be having to this character. Yeah. I hear you. So that's my feelings. And look, I get it. I love, I love well, my Gina Davis. I think she makes this work a lot better than a lot of people. Well, would. this is very true. Now this is very, very yeah. true. Cutthroat Island starring Meg Ryan. Don't. I'm kidding. Don't I, <laughs> even do that to me. Meg Ryan and Matthew McConaughey in Cutthroat Island. Okay. That's a hate watch for sure. Matthew McConaughey. Or, you know, it's, it's a reunion. It's Meg Ryan as Morgan and as William Shaw. Billy Crystal. Okay, but that's interesting to me. I can, put, I can put uh, up with Meg no, Ryan if it's no. opposite Billy Crystal. Uh, yeah. I You'd mentioned a similarity in the hair volume at the time. So I'm like, give me the Emma Thompson version of this. I do love Emma Thompson, yeah. I'm down with that to make it feel like a real like epic, like a real like old-timey adventure epic. Yes, her as Beatrice. There, there was a shot where she's wearing like this white garment and the hair is everywhere. And I was like, she's giving me Emma Thompson. She's giving yeah. us much ado. I mean, Sigourney Weaver, of course. Mm-hmm. I think probably may, either made a little earlier or just have it be a little, it, the vibe should be a little different. The vibe would have to be different. To like, I feel like what Sigourney is giving is a bit drier. I don't, I don't mean that in a, I mean dry yeah. like deadpan. You well, know? yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. So it'd have to be kind of a more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be different. But I can see her saying, I've got your balls. You know, uh, I want to see. I mean, th- some of these are at different time periods, but some technically the age works, even though she wasn't as big of a star as she is now. But I want to see the Viola Davis version. I want to see Viola Davis sure. as a badass pirate. Now, why why can't Viola Davis be a badass pirate now? Yeah, she sure can. She just wouldn't. I mean, no, nowadays she's it'd like it'd be a very uh, different no. movie. No, I'm sure. But why why not? You know, they're like because they. I mean, they long before any defamation trials and all that nonsense. 
they've been talking about making a new movie set in the Pirates of the Caribbean world with mm. Margot Robbie. And it's just nothing Ooh. to do with any of the other characters that we've already seen. Just more pirates, Margot oh, going, Robbie. Going back to um, that, that Chinese pirate, apparently the character mistress ching in the pirates franchise was inspired by this real life like apparently she was in charge of like as one of the most successful pirates of all time she was in charge of like basically she she married this man who was a like a pirate king basically and then he died a few years into their marriage and so she ran the fleet for years and then retired well I mean, when you're a pirate and you get to retire, you gotta retire. You gotta, Folks, you gotta know when to get out. It feels like the key to being a pirate is you gotta know when to get out. Which they did not learn at the end of this film. No, they didn't learn. They didn't learn. My point being, put Viola Davis in this new pirates movie with Margot Robbie. Yeah. Have them, have them, or have her be the antagonist. Oh. I, I haven't seen Viola be like a real. She's like technically a villain in these Suicide Squad movies, but just like. Do they not, count? not like a villain villain yeah. have her be a full-blown like i killed your uh, father uh, 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 uh. exactly uh i could see the jodie foster version of this it's very different oh. you're not getting like but i'm not I see... into the banter but i just see her like my dad is dead i'm avenging yeah. my father it's more of a vengeance tale yes. than this kind of like slap happy Whoa. quippy comedy adventure um similar i give me regina king i just want like bad i just want like yeah. the, the we, we anger want in the eyes the same thing we want right. the rage i didn't i didn't until we were both saying all these actors it, i i didn't click yeah. for me what it was that was missing and it's that rage it's that fire behind the eyes and she's she brings it in long kiss good night like the her her face at the end when she's oh, like man. shooting up craig bierko yeah. is like that is what i want in yes. this and it's just not in here, um, I less of that rageful, but I'm curious to see the same year. Give me the Diane Lane version. I could mm, say Diane Lane's great. I could see it should be the teeniest of pirates, but I could see the Jennifer Jason Lee. I see her as like mm. I've grown up th- thinking of her in Hateful Eight. I see her like being like I've grown up around men, pirate men, yeah. my whole life. So I am this like tough talking pirate. Real anybody's kind of performance. Yes, that she still has to really earn that respect. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, there's the whole point where she, like, throws the sword into the She's like, let post. anybody who, who challenged me take that, and nobody does. Nobody does. They're like, well, well, they're like. Chekhov's, Chekhov's challenge. Well, no one had, ever does it. We had. We had Chekhov's <laughs> anchor that gets used again and again. We now have the problem, listener, where we just sit around a movie for, like, something happens, and then it gets used later. We're like, oh, well, who knew that was Chekhov's anchor? Chekhov's monkey. Chekhov's uh, anchor. Chekhov's quicksand. I think we're like overusing. That. No, no, no. We're, no, we're not. It's Chekhov's challenge because it doesn't. <laughs> it, it didn't get used. She made it. Like, it's a challenge. Well, because I think that they're saying like oh no one dares but also it's like then they dare well then it feels that's a full-blown mutiny but we need us we we should have had another action set piece another sword fight i also feel like there's there's the guy who yeah the guy who ends up taking the like the ship like the the mutinous what a slimy what's his name i don't know he's got long hair i I forgot his name mr Mr. sleegor mr sleegor (laughs) mr sleegor now he has hair that looks like somebody's been out in salt water and not bathed in a while you can tell that is some yes, real but hair right they're there. like oh we want he's like a bad guy so he can look like crap and it's like they should all look like crap <laughs> but anyway <laughs> that's neither here uh-huh. so sleegor over here <laughs> like Sleegor. we don't even know he's like a bad possible possible antagonist until it happens no they're from the jump he's like the one that's like I we're guess, gonna, but I can like, use. I should be the new captain. But there were thirty-seven thousand pirates on that ship. There's like too many I pirates, I can't keep track. I couldn't keep track. I need you've got you know you you've got like tattoo face, pretty distinct, 
And then you've got Sligor, but you've got several other people who have stringy hair that have like character actor faces. If you look real close in the background, you can see it's Glenn Close reprising her role <laughs> as Boo Box Pirate okay. from Hook. Glenn Close in this track? I mean, track. Uh, what is this, a the show? Track. <laughs> I feel she'd be great in this track. Um, I'm into that. I'm yeah. into No, here's the thing. I, see, I love Frank Langella. Have it be, they gave the three pieces of the map. He gave the three pieces of the map to his three sons, none to his daughter, Glenn Close. So now Glenn Close oh. is the villain to be oh. like, and then it's like, this is why we need to team up, Gina Davis. Yes. It's us women against the world. But have her be yes! power-hungry, mad. Rather than him being like, let's Glenn team up. Close. And she's like, you're my weird uncle. You're the worst uncle As that killed to, like, my dad. You're my aunt. Yeah, you know what it is sleeves, to be a woman in a man's guy. world. Yeah. That's, no, see. Now we're talking. Now we're punching up this script just in time. Just in time. Just in time <laughs> for 1995. Uh, and made today more recently, I mean, always Charlize. Yeah. I love the Charlize yep. version of this. I could see, give me, thinking of Thor Ragnarok, give me Tessa Thompson. She's still hard drinking, oh, Valkyrie. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Or give me Danielle Brooks. I, I, I feel like I want Danielle Brooks yes. just like, oh, we don't, we don't, we don't believe that you're going to be in all this action. And then she's like, yes, I Especially will be. if you are going to let it be a comedy, like yeah. have someone who is like, a, like legitimately very funny in there. Absolutely. Not that Gina Davis isn't funny. But no, like she, she she's she's very funny. Very but like funny. I think that there it's just a different. I just don't think the material sits well on her. Yeah, yeah. As for the actors who were considered, only one other actor. Yes. Who was in consideration, but was busy doing the bridges of Madison County was Meryl, Meryl Streep. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> Meryl wouldn't have allowed the film to get to theaters. Meryl would have found a way to get Here's out the thing, of though. the filming. Someone said this about Meryl years ago, and I may have said it on the pod, but like it, it's it's fairly true, is that Meryl always seems to pick properties where she is the best thing about it. Mm. Like she's even like The yeah. Devil Wears Prada, which is like a really good movie. What's the best part about it? Meryl Streep. It's Meryl. You know, I, like you look at most of the things that she has done and it's the thing where her performance is going to be the thing that is most talked about, not the overall film, you know, and it's not true across the board, obviously. Like I do think Sophie's choice is a capital G great. Oh, it's not like she's not in excellent films, you know? Well, I don't, I don't even mean that just meaning like that, especially as she got to be more capital Mm -hmm. M capital S Meryl Streep, Ms. Meryl Streep, like that it became, yeah, that she's picking stuff that she's like elevating the material in some way. Yeah. Um, this, however, we is a lot to elevate. Got any kind of blockbuster-led film from Meryl? I don't think. Like the I closest don't think feels so. like stuff like The River Wild, well, she where didn't there's some action, to. but that's not her. It clearly didn't interest her, especially not at the same but, year she's doing Bridges of Madison no, no. County. <laughs> and there you go. And as William Shaw, Clint Eastwood. That's wow. me. Wow. Uh, there's a real snoozer I of a I can't pick. imagine what part of your life requires Latin. I buy it. I buy him as a gentleman thief. Let's see him in that wig. <laughs> yeah, that, him as the gentleman thief. <laughs> Doing that Jane Austen adjacent dialogue at the ball. <laughs> oh my I God. I do dare say. Uh, I want nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I could see the Meryl version of this. If this was a yes, good movie. I, I actually can. I'm into the idea of Meryl with a tunic, her hair blowing in the wind, and she's I mean, like l- l- lighting dudes up with cannons. We've all watched her singing The through. Winner Takes It All with a scarf blowing to high heaven. Like, sure. it's not that different than it's this. It's not that different. What if Cuthbert Island also was scored Mama by the Mia songs the of ABBA? Now, we are talking. <laughs> 
Now, I mean, I don't know what we're saying, but now we're talking. I'm like, you might as well throw more spaghetti at the wall. You might, <laughs> when it's like, when you know it's gonna be a mess, you might as well like, or even have like some splashy songwriter, like write a new song for the have soundtrack. Write, have like something. A, a Bond song at the end. I will say, yeah. though, I really, I liked the music the for score this. Is I thought good. the score was score really fun. galvanizing. Yeah. It was, and, and it was overall scored very well. Like there were never moments where I was like, oh. The yeah. music here is making me laugh. Like no, I was like, no, oh, this is like really elevating the moment. There are some solid technical elements to this film. Absolutely. Um, but let's move on to Sorry. old Mordecai Fingers. Mordecai. He, as once again, again, I had never seen the movie before, so I was like, I don't know how big of a role this is, and it's a teeny tiny part. It is. But what are your thoughts on George Marcel and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? This I, is one of Gina. This is Gina's uncle. The, the is, only good uncle that we meet. Yeah. Who's the one with the other hat part he of the He has map. like the wooden piece that he sticks in the barrel of his. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's fine. I didn't understand why this uncle was English. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but, uh, you know, pirates, they travel all around. Um, yeah. Yeah. They do. But, um, you're a governor, <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, it's the kind of thing where I was like, if this were a more recognizable actor, uh, and a more high profile actor, it actually might have made me realize this was a more important character in a, yeah. like, you know, it's cause it's not going to be, he's in like one big sequence, but he's not even in that much of the sequence. Cause he dies yeah. early enough on that. It's like, it's not going to be months of shooting to shoot this rollout. You know, Get a name. that's gets what I'm coming for two days of filming. He's got like one big scene and then he gets killed. And you're like, Oh, they killed. I, I thought we were now having this yeah, guy along. For exactly. The ride. It's like, could this be like, I don't know. I didn't have a ton of great ideas for this. Like if you're keeping with an English person, I like, I, I was like, who would actually like, be good at this, but it's not like a name at least, you know, film. I was like, like Simon Russell Beale or something, you know, Oh yeah. A Jim Broadbent, somebody, you know, oh, but like, yeah. but like, I'd if lo- you're, oh, I'd love Jim Broadbent. Get Bob Hoskins. You bring in Bob okay. Hoskins and you're like, oh, and he's just lovable. And now, and he's also like a drunk and yeah. he's just, he's doing SME pretty, dressed as SME. He's, doing he, SME. It's just me. He's it's fully just doing SME. <laughs> <laughs> but then suddenly you kill him and you're like, not Bob. I mean, A, yeah. the movie might, you have gotten walkouts, at least for me, because like finally not something Bob. for me, Bob yeah. Hoskins, and then you kill him. But yeah, I mean, like, even if you get like, I, I mean, on these are all people who would, you would have to sell it as like you only have to come in and shoot for like two weeks, but it's like a big, you know, we just yeah. have you, but like, like a Gene Hackman or someone like that, just come in and like if you're keeping them all American, you know, right, just someone to right. come in and I don't, I don't know, but like I feel like honestly, that's a moment where having someone of a certain stature and maybe also playing the dad, you know, someone of, you a, know what? Get the same actor. Have the same actor play the dad and the uncle. Oh, and you slap on a mustache on one of them. There you go. That at but, least gives them yeah. more to do and gives us a familial yeah. kind of connection but yeah i'm like yeah then, then you can hire someone bigger and have them do and then they get two splashy death scenes two splashy death scenes what actor could want for more what you know but that more. that i think is the way to honestly also solve some of the shorthand issues that they have with like how they have at least edited this um of like me attributing more importance to this character especially when they're only in it for a short amount of time like sell right. it as a short but important role mm. because in theory it is yeah um so yeah, I, I don't necessarily have a lot of great suggestions, but my suggestion is to get a famous person to do it. I love it. I'm in like the same. I'm like, just get me like a strong character actor. Yeah. I'm like, um, get me, for whatever reason, this is who I came up with. These first two, I think are born the same year as George Marcel, or actually mm-hmm. no, lies. They're the same, born the same year as the person who is actually up, up oh, for this. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but it's like, give me like Brian Dennehy. 
Yes, or Brian Dennehy. Terrence Stamp. Just someone yes. who's coming in like, well, this is a guy I someone recognize. Someone who's like, I've done Shakespeare. Yeah. Or I was like, give me Yafit Koto. For some reason, I was just like, I, want mm. to say, I just want more Yafit Koto. Always. And especially if I'm like, if this is a version with like Viola Davis, she's got to get her uncle Yafit. I'm like, that's what I want. That's great. That's what I want. Um, but originally cast as Mordecai Fingers was Oliver Reed. Ah. <gasps> uh- and she's dressed as Nancy at and the time. And she's dressed as Nancy because he, of course, played Bill Sykes yeah, in the movie You don't of gotta Oliver. tell me. Well, I gotta tell a listener, in oh. case you don't know. All Gladiator is the main thing I know him from, which I think was he died while, during filming. Uh, and he's in the Who's Tommy as well. As yeah, Frank. he's... he's- Man, he was also like, I mean, one of the like the guys who would go around with Richard Harris and Peter O'Toole and Richard Burton. It was like the four of them and a couple of other like guys who would just be like drunk all the time, like but like to the extreme, like the whole like, oh, yeah, Peter O'Toole or or, like Peter O'Toole and Richard Burton bought a pub because they didn't want it to close while they were drinking in it. You know, like he's one of those guys. As I said, he was the actor who was originally cast as Mordecai fingers, but was fired after getting <gasps> intoxicated, getting into a bar fight and mooning Gina Davis. Well, a leopard can't change his spots if he doesn't go to rehab. Right. I've seen it in two different ways. I've seen that he mooned Gina Davis and I saw that he was trying to expose himself to Gina Davis, which could be a different way of saying that, yeah. or it could be something else. Yeah. This I don't know. All I Oof. know is that she got him fired after this well, incident. It's like, Dude, you're too old to be acting this way. You should know And better. this part is so tiny. How long could he have been? How long could he have been there on set to have well, gotten like so? I think it's because it's that big sequence with a ton you're right. of people. You're right. So I imagine That's that true. took a while. So they probably just like bumped someone up who was already there then. I, maybe, yeah. George Purcell, because I mean. Or they just. He'd been out. acting since like the 1950s. He was like, he seems like just one of those He's guys. Totally that's like fine in right. this movie. Like there's nothing, nothing against him. There's no like one film that I could so even name to be that. like this guy from this film. Yeah, but yeah. They did exactly what we suggested and it just didn't work out because it was uh, Oliver Reed. <laughs> yeah. Instead, in 1995, Oliver Reed had this movie, Funny Bones, where Oliver Platt plays this like wannabe stand-up comedian in the shadow of his dad, Jerry Lewis, also playing a comedian, but not playing Jerry Lewis. I just never heard of this movie no. before. Oliver Platt and Oliver Reed are in it? Oliver Platt and Oliver Reed. Wow. M- Must have been confusing, calling out for Oliver. Yeah. Uh, and... He had, speaking of Oliver, Oliver 2, Let's Twist Again for the BBC's Comic Relief Telethon, which reunited Oliver Reed and Ron Moody's Fagan, Mm -hmm. along with introducing Alan Cumming as Pip, Stephen (sighs) Fry as Charles Dickens, and Jeremy Irons and Diana Rigg as Mr. and Mrs. Childkiller. Hold (laughs) I want to see the video from this comic relief. Yeah, that sounds like a real hoot. Wow. That sounds great. I'm into that. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to William Shaw. Amy Joe, your thoughts on Matthew Modine? You asked me what else, because he was in yesterday. Full Metal Jacket was, was like his first like, oh, big, big thing. I really, I think I've only watched the uh, Drill Sergeant scenes from that. Yes. And he's, I mean, he's the main character. He's Joker, but like, to I me, couldn't the tell Sergeant you a thing about character. him. Yeah. Arlie Ermey and Vincent D'Onofrio are the two things I remember about Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Yeah. But My, that vision quest, the band played on, Stranger Things, blah, 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 blah. A bunch of stuff Matthew I haven't Modine. seen. Yes, that's right. I haven't listened to or listened to. Yes, that's right. I haven't seen Stranger Things. Listener, you can um, you can get you over can it. You can deal with it. You and she's not going to start now. No, I'm absolutely <laughs> not. I have the level of interest I have is 
uh, like in the basement. This um, newest season just dropped, and I don't. I might be done. Apparently, these new episodes are like movie length. Each episode is like ninety minutes. Which, two if hours you long. love the show, great. If you're me, that's just more reason to not watch it. I'm like, oh gosh, so many more hours. I, Ooh, I now even, have stacked against even me. more to not watch. If it's a Poirot, I'm like, oh, they got longer. Um, thrills, more time to solve no, mystery. What, what if David Suchet wandered his way into Stranger Things? Uh, I might watch his episode. <laughs> I'd read stuff. But even then, I'm like, oh, good for David Suchet. That's probably what I would say. Oh, good for David Suchet. Um, okay. Okay. So to Matthew Modine, I say, yeah. oh, no thanks. Um, he's he is fine. Yes, he was cast partly because he is an experienced fencer, which I think he's... He yeah, does, he's, he's good at that. He does good. I think he's a lot good. of the trouble lies with the text. Yeah. But here's the deal. I will say, as I have been talking about this character, I keep forgetting... His name, Shaw, William Shaw. William Shaw. Because I keep wanting to call him Wesley because they so obviously discount Carrie Elwes. Why didn't they get Carrie Elwes? Well, like, maybe they couldn't, you know? I guess. Or, well, I mean, spoilers, he wasn't, he's not one of these actors that was up for the role. Well, as far as, you know. Who, as far as I know. Very true. Very true. But it also, they've styled him like him. They, the yeah. hair is exactly the same. It feels like he's discount Carrie Elwes. It's so Wesley. It's so Wesley. That's so Wesley. And so, like, <laughs> when I've been talking about, like, well, you know, when, uh, uh, and I have tried. I've had to stop myself from saying Wesley every single time. I get it. Um, so he's at the top of my list as far as he's like, even getting drowned in the quicksand. Yep. Hello, hello. Um, what did I say? Oh, oh. As far as like other people of that era, I was like maybe like a Patrick Swayze if you want someone somewhat mm, similar yeah. but who's got charm and okay. I could buy that kind I of like it. rakishness like thinking of him at Point Break in particular right. like some of that rakishness but you're like well I still like you as opposed to like yeah. uh. you know I see because that's also the thing I think it's a lot of a lot of hurt poor fragile male egos yeah that a lot of them don't want to no do patience. like the not co-build but we are like clearly the second banana to, change, to the point that yeah. in the whole ending he's just trapped and dying yeah. he doesn't get a big moment at the end he is gonna drown and i can see a lot of people not wanting to do that but i, I think patrick swayze would have right, i could yeah. see him being like yeah yeah it's great i even this is so funny because i wasn't thinking of point break when i put this person on there but i could even see Keanu in this sure. role, you know? Yeah. But then I was, when I was thinking like, if we were to make this today, I was like, what I really want, even though he doesn't like, maybe, well, he did learn Latin. I guess he actually does know Latin, but I think he's like come across it. Like, you know, just like he's come across like his other, all the other things he's learned. Like he's just collected these convenient things to know. I, I want someone who is like good looking, but with a nerdier energy. Like I want someone who like yeah. in terms of thief in a contemporary sense is a hacker, not a bank robber, you know? I love it. And so that is the thing. They're trying to have him be every, it feels like he needs to be everything at once. Yes. Because then he's spending so much of it. Like oh, I didn't know I was going to get into this. Yeah, I can't get the read. I'm like, is this white Aladdin? Is this like the more subservient, like kind of rapscallion, yeah, like they they're Small trying to you're so crook. right. They're trying to have him fulfill so many functions and that's part of why it doesn't work cuz it's like Yeah. Uh, you can't I, get a I beat on him and not in a way deal is. not in a way that is useful. No. Like if it were someone no. that's like I can't even I can't get a I can't get a beat on you. I can't right. get a read on you. Like that'd be one thing, but it's not it just feels like sloppy writing. So anyway, as far as like going in my like slightly nerdier but I would buy as like 
funny gentleman thief i was like ooh, dev patel i feel like would mm. sell all that really yeah, made today so i love fun. that like just really like charm i would buy the kind of like okay i'm in over my head this isn't how i'd been doing this sort of thing but also yeah. the like someone who you buy at court and yet would buy. so like that was my number one choice my that. second choice as i always go for an attractive nerd is william jackson harper <laughs> who i also as we know <laughs> we, as we all know plays in over his head very well sure I'm thinking, get me his Good Place co-star, Manny Jacinto. Okay, wait, that's great. Because him, he's also given, I mean, that's William Jackson Harper. He's also a hunk. They're both, they're all, they're all they're hunks, all hunks. But Manny Jacinto, there's, I don't, I don't know. That's, I'm getting a little something that I want when thinking about okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying uh, that. Now, you saying Rachel Weiss for Morgan made me think a few years before that, The Mummy, get Brendan Fraser. Oh, Brendan Fraser in this that's role? That's great. It's just him and The Mummy. He literally is like, oh, I'm going to go to, I'm yeah. going to get hanged unless you buy yeah. me and save me. It's the same deal. It's the same thing. But he, I think he could make a lot of these lines work. Yes. I feel like it rests a bit more naturally on Brendan Fraser. Because what he does well too in The Mummy in particular is take this dialogue that is better than this dialogue, but like it is like very influenced by the time in which it was made, but it's skewing towards period or trying, but he makes it, he makes it work something on him makes yeah. it work and i feel like he would fall into this perhaps more readily than this guy who i'm like are you trying to be right oh yes it doesn't make sense to me i mean if this was made whilst they were together emma thompson as morgan and kenneth branagh as william shaw i'm like yeah now that's, that's exciting real that's really good that's real good because listen if you haven't seen the much you do about uh, nothing with the two of them and denzel and, and keanu. Ken keanu and michael keaton they got such, I mean, they were, also, they were married, but they have such good chemistry in that movie. It's off the charts. It's off the charts. Um, I could see the Val Kilmer version of this. Yeah. You, I, you recommend him a lot, and I feel like I just haven't seen enough recently that he's actually sure. good in to be able to. Sure. Now, we're going much further into, like, this is clearly a broader comedy film. Mm -hmm. I could see the Bruce Campbell version of this. Oh, which I love. I honestly think that that then would make this actually a comedy B movie serialized yes. type of old time. I type love film. that. But I, I want that. I could see it's different. I could see the Bill Paxton version hmm. of this just cause he, he always was so good at playing a guy that's like, Oh, you're a failure. You have True. like, you have egg on your face once again to me. I cannot picture him in a period film. I, I get it. It wouldn't. I'm I'm saying it's not. <laughs> so it's not my, that's why I'm saying I wasn't my I see, first I choice. I see. I see. With like Brendan Fraser and Carrie Ellis. But um, I could see also very different. I could see the Hugh Grant version of this. Yes. Somewhat, but it's still it's different. It's him like I'm not actually. It's him like pretending that he's I'm this suave type of guy. Yes. And then like uh, 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 what, what, what are we actually doing here? Yes. And that's fun. You want to have you want the to, difference I want between to know him and Gina Davis. The contrast is in him. Like, what is right. he actually confident at doing, and what is he underconfident in performing? And like that is very unclear in this movie. He just has he's the one with all the lines of like, right. well, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Made more recently, I could see uh Jesse Williams. I can see just think of Cabin in the Woods, because you've got Chris Hemsworth as your like the alpha, alpha hunk. Yeah. And Jesse Williams is like, he's supposed to be the nerd. I could see him just kind of slotting into this type of role where mm. he is someone that I feel like that he kind of do a bit of everything. And I'm like taking a page from this Michelle Pfeiffer, Gina Davis movie. We didn't get screw William Shaw, make it Wilhelmina Shaw. Have Wilhelmina. this be a woman. And 
maybe they don't get together then or they do and it's the greatest movie of all time <laughs> but in that case if you just have like instead it's just this like buddy com like buddy action comedy with That's two women fun. one is a pirate one is this thief who becomes I the pirate. love it in that case i want Michelle Pfeiffer, just doing Catwoman <laughs> yes, as this yes. whole thief. A thief, hello. And this is where I had Michelle Yeoh. Regina oh. Davis is like, I'm, I can't trust you, Michelle Yeoh, until we're like, we become friends. She's like, that's right, lovers. because you can't get a beat on me because that's what I intend. This is also where I have Kate Winslet in this year, 1986, where you're also playing on that she's much younger yes. than Morgan, yeah. um, which I think also has a good energy to it. Uh, I could see Famke Jansen. We're right around Goldeneye. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. Where she, I'm, you're also like, maybe she's also a villain. I she's almost turning on us. recommended her for Longest Good Night. Oh, for Long. Oh, she. I could totally yeah. see that. Just because she's someone I'm just like, oh, yeah, she always comes in and literally oh, yeah. kills. Literally. I mean, between Goldeneye and the X, those first X Men movies, oh, yeah. like, Come on. Totally. Um, or Miranda Richardson. I'm like, oh. I just want it. Also, want that, you know what's Miranda funny Richardson. to me about that? Is uh, she is of course emblazoned in my mind as Queen Elizabeth II, which in the in musical Blackadder. The Pirate Queen, yes, in the musical The Pirate Queen, you know what's her name? Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Grace O'Malley, Grace O'Malley, an actual. Oh, like, that's the name pirate. of the pirate queen. Yes, I said the pirate queen, played by Stephanie J. Block on Broadway. Um, like has a meeting with Queen Elizabeth II and it's like this really inane song I didn't care for. But um, so it's just funny that feels like a better version of yes. what they tried to do. Yeah. So as for the actors who were actually up for William Shaw, Michael Douglas originally agreed to do the film. Very romancing the stone. Very romancing the stone. Mm. He agreed to do the film on two conditions that filming had to start immediately because he was only available for a limited time and his character had to have the same amount of screen time as Gina Davis. So Which, no and no. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's why maybe they did like, great, we're going to start filming then as soon as possible before things are ready. And then he drops out and they're like, mm. oops, now we need to find a male lead. Because apparently here's the issue. So after he quit, Rennie Harlan was so preoccupied with trying to find a male lead that set construction and script work were done without his input. Oh, no. And then he didn't like what he saw when shooting was set to begin, which led to massive, expensive rebuilding and rewriting. No. Douglas claimed that Davis's role had been expanded after he agreed to do the movie at his character's expense. And that's when he quit. Gina Davis was like, I need to quit. We need to get out of this because this, this isn't, mm, we're, now we don't have we're another about to start filming. We don't have, it. yeah. Interesting. And like, I see it. I get it. It feels like in 1995, this is a little old. If this is 85. He's not playing this young scoundrel. Yeah. Cause even in Rom in Romancing the Stone, he's the one that's like, I know the lay of the land toots. Yeah. And I'm like, he, I, it's a weird, I can't see it on him. I see it vibe wise, but not when, not the literal, Lines on this page, yeah. lines and actions that they have this guy doing. I don't see Michael Douglas wearing this wig, pretending to be a dandy gentleman stealing women's tiaras oh, and necklaces. I wish I'd never learned Latin. Because <laughs> uh, instead, in nineteen ninety-five, he was doing the American President, the Rob Reiner movie. Yeah. Like, he's playing the president. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, it's a little old. But in, and a lot of these guys, some some are on the younger side, which I think works better for this. Some yeah. of these guys, Jeff Bridges was considered. And I love Jeff Bridges. Mm -hmm. I'm not no. seeing Jeff Bridges the year before he played the dude in The Big Lebowski. No. But I like, Ray Fiennes was considered. That's a, why wasn't I, Ray Fiennes playing Frank Langella's part? I, I mean, I mean age, just age wise. That makes more sense. But you sense. know what? Villainy is timeless. Yeah, villain, villainy is timeless. 
the Amy Jo Jackson story hey. <laughs> coming to a bookshelf near you. Uh, it's his Schindler's List co-star Liam Neeson was considered, and like that to me makes more sense than like I, Jeff I think, Bridges. But then that's but, the thing. I mean, as we were saying, there's all these like script rewrites and inputs. Yeah, so I think that you the, could write it to, to fit a bit more Liam on one Neeson of these guys. Liam makes more sense than some of these other guys that you've said. Like just insofar as like this is also a guy who like yeah has more like gravitas to him in a way that makes me feel like I, I'm not Liam gravita- Neeson or the character Liam Neeson. Oh, do, I, what, the, I buy Oscar him. In, <laughs> I buy him in a period piece. Yeah. I buy him in a pirate movie, yeah. but Whoa, just not heck, in this isn't character. He in, isn't everyone in Excalibur? He's in Excalibur. He is in Excalibur. Yep. Yep. Along with uh, Gabriel Byrne, who reportedly turned down William Shaw. That was a good move. This is the year of the usual suspects, which a better choice for him. But also like that's your. That ain't the vibe. Get his usual suspects coaster Benicio del Toro or. I don't know. Even Stephen Baldwin might have been better than Stephen Baldwin. Baldwin might have been better. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe he would have been unhinged. But um... oh, as Mordecai Fingers, Pete Postlethwaite. <gasps> Speaking of it. usual suspects, I love it. Um, Russell Crowe reportedly turned it down, and that Younger I'm Russell into. Crowe. That makes more sense to me. That, and then we have more of a a different. It's just a very different energy in a way that might actually have helped this film. Yeah, because instead, in 1995, he was doing the film that we couldn't remember the name of a week or two ago, Virtuosity, with oh, Denzel, where he yes. plays a computer program murder man. You're welcome, those of you who tracked that. <laughs> and, which is very close to this tonally, The Quick and the Dead, the Sam mm-hmm. Raimi western with Sharon Stone, where he's playing a very similar role in that he's like the convict who Sharon, like times starts working with Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that age, Russell Crowe, like I could so see, sure. I think this would have worked a lot better with Russell Crowe. Uh, Tim Robbins reportedly turned it down. And that once again, we're, full, we're just going full comedy. Like Tim Robbins. Yeah. I can't. I mean, he's got the floppy hair. He comes by it naturally. He does. He sure does co- come by that floppy hair naturally, but I'm like, and once again, you rewrite it to, to set Absolutely. on the actor more. And I think, honestly, in that, you could have a lot more of, like, him being a, a real fish out of water. Absolutely. Him, like, I'm in over my head, opposed to having, like, yeah, a, that's a more, one-liner for everything. That's instead more of, him, of a nerd. I want him, like, where God, I die. Yeah, then we have more of and the Sheena hacker. And Davis is like, not today. And Saban is took. Took us. Took. It's took. Tom Cruise reportedly turned it down. Well. Good riddance. I mean, this is between Interview with the Vampire in 94 and then in 96, Jerry Maguire and Mission yeah, Impossible. You're going to tell me this is a movie about a lady pirate if you're Tom Cruise is swaggering in there? Tom Cruise? Not anymore. It's I not. don't think so. And I can't see it either. I don't want to see it. And I didn't have to. Not ding, ding, ding to you. Keanu Reeves turned oh. it down. Was Which, it like not a big enough part, do you think? Or He might have been busy. He was doing Johnny Mnemonic instead. So uh, honestly, it's like kind of a toss up. Six both and are, one. Yeah, both are big, big old flops. Um, but Is that the one that we watched in a watch party with Virtuosity? Oh, we sure did. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> with her going into the computer. Um, yeah, but I, I see it. I mean, it's Keanu. I love Keanu. He's very charming. He'd handle himself well in the action films, but especially it feels like Matthew Modine has, his dialogue feels more modern than Gina Davis's. It feels like Gina Davis is the one like ah there it be and he's just given snappity snap one liners yes. because yes. i was gonna say keanu reeves can definitely not do based off seeing dangerous liaisons and based much ado about much nothing Boraccio, i, I may am a villain. eat when i am hungry drink when i am merry <laughs> no, 
<laughs> laugh when I forgive me for not having uh, for not having. How dare you not have Don John from Much Ado memorized? I should at this point. I've watched that scene in particular so many times. <laughs> um, I am a plain dealing villain. Oh, I'm a plain dealing villain, not just a villain, a plain dealing villain. Um, but I could see it, you know. Yeah. And I, I clearly I, I can because I recommend it. Right. Uh, and Michael Keaton turned it down, which this yeah. is the year after. Him and Gina Davis had just starred in the movie Speechless together, where they're like rival campaign speechwriters who oh, fall in love. Man, they did more movies together than I realized. I mean, yeah, although they're not. I mean, yes, Beetlejuice, but they're not like. No, but they're in it together. That's true. That's true. They would have been doing press together. This is very, very true. But um, uh, I, I mean, Michael Keaton is giving me that scoundrel energy. I suppose it's much There's darker. Other, yes. So again, it's like a different, darker take of this film, which I'm not mad about nor am i but that sound means it's time to play a quick round of two truths and some guy the way it works two of the following actors were up for the role of william one was not and name of joe's to guess which is which this is gonna be rich your options are charlie sheen nicholas cage and daniel day lewis what i'm gonna go charlie sheen I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Nicholas Cage. That is correct. As far okay. as I could tell, Nicholas Cage was not considered, but you can so see it, can't you? The thing is, I really can't, but I just, uh, I made a, I made, I, I made a decision. I made a decision and it was wrong. Yes. So Daniel Day-Lewis reportedly turned it down. I think that for <laughs> we so don't need to dig reasons. any deeper into that. I'm sure actually we could do an entire podcast for years on all of the roles Daniel Day-Lewis has turned down. Daniel Day-Lewis and Deborah Winger. I feel like Deborah. I feel like we so often have movies that Deborah Winger turned down. But I also feel like Daniel Day-Lewis is like so picky in what oh, he well, does. But he's like such a famous yeah. actor sure. that people are like, I want Daniel Day-Lewis. He's like, sorry, I've decided to be a cobbler for seven years. Call yeah, me later. I, if anything, maybe for the Frank Langella role. Yes. And that's it. Like he's not. I can't picture just because he was where he's playing William. Because I mean, when this. was Gangs in New York? Oh, that's like two thousand two, two thousand three. That's so. That's that's. Or maybe two thousand one. That might be two, actually later. no. You're right. I think that's two thousand. So that's only five or six years later. One. Get out of here, Frank Langella. Give me Daniel Day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I like Frank Langella fine, but I just feel like Daniel Day Lewis would yeah. be willing to wear a wig. He might be because he's pretty babyish and quick of the dead, but maybe DiCaprio. Well, here's the thing. When I was thinking you know kate winslet it's right like obviously like that i'm like oh like a rapscallion and a thief well if she's like much if she if morgan is like i'm fresh 21 year old kate winslet yeah. then william if they're both just kind of like this young hot pair yeah and he's i, I totally like honestly i was thinking dicaprio but i was like you know I'm, right you're not gonna recommend the guy for everything and, and i mean look gene davis and Matthew Modine are still a young hot pair in this they both oh, yeah. look great but I'm well, just, it's, it's I wasn't getting what I wanted from this I, I think you're very right that energetically she's playing, which again, just thinking back to like the, the dual role in Long Kiss Goodnight, yeah. what she's doing when she's playing Samantha is actually not that dissimilar from how she's playing Thelma, which is like this kind of young kind of thing, which is covering up trauma, you yeah. know, whereas here it doesn't feel for that purpose. Like it's for that purpose here. It just feels like. Uh, well, I'll I'll act more wide-eyed and young and excited because that's how I'm going to get this line delivery across as opposed right. to like, I don't really want that from my pirate queen. Mm. I want like, go get him. We want that. Go get him. We want that slash and dash. Oh, slash and also, dash. Us, and you know what? 
do it today with the Charlies or whoever, but do Charlies because this is a movie with some amazing action scenes, but ultimately I think not that great atomic blonde mm-hmm. and pair her with her co-star from that James McAvoy as William Shaw. Oh, now James McAvoy. Tremendous. He's a hunk. A hunk. But bec- an excellent actor. Because he's a little sh- on the shorter side. You, you, I think you're getting, he, he's like, he will slot into your Pair co- second banana. with his former wife and shoot it when they were married. Anne-Marie <laughs> Duff, who I just recommended for this Just role. go back in time and shoot it when they were married, listener. Well, that's What's what wrong you, with that? That's what you suggested with much do about nothing. Well, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I, I guess so. I guess we're going to turn around on me like that. <laughs> um, but yes, Daniel Day-Lewis turned it down and Charlie Sheen was considered. Now, in 1995, he had nothing else, so he would have been free to do the movie, as he was between the years of All Dogs Go to Heaven 2 and Terminal Velocity, where he plays Ditch Brody, a maverick skydiver who teams up with a former KGB agent to stop the Russian mafia from stealing gold. I I think also that Charlie Sheen, as we now know, has had some (laughs) issues in his life uh, that may not have made him always the most reliable choice when you're like, we've got a big splashy movie with a long shoot. I guess. I mean, I don't, I, I'm a listener. If, I don't know, but the, he was in quite a lot of big films in the eighties and nineties. And yeah. it didn't seem until it was later that we started sure, getting sure, into sure, some sure. troubled waters. Look, I don't remember That's when all Tiger, Tiger's blood was, but That's I mean, it was 2000. I'm but saying still. around this time he's doing major league and hot shots and he's But those like, aren't, like yeah. epic however sure. many months this was on location Agreed. after they've had to fire all okay Reed, well he d- the guy did platoon he went off into the jungle with oliver stone yes, for six months he was also months. like a, a wee baron at all that right. point sure i know? mean six years earlier than this i thought it was like 10 but... i think it's 89 oh well or maybe earlier listener i could be lying actually it might be 87 i don't know what, what time is meaningless who knows what that is <laughs> but either way he didn't do it because he was doing well he wasn't doing terminal velocity he was about to he was thinking hard about it he was thinking he was he was was reading the script and he was thinking about it Mm. so those are all the characters i found other casting options for there are a few characters we didn't mention i want to briefly touch on them first of all shana the monkey as king charles her only acting credit this monkey's great i mean (laughs) this monkey is this monkey is so cute i like it's hide it's hiding in the cupboards it's hiding like a little treasure chest at one point it's just it's saluting gina davis i was shocked to see that this is the only movie this monkey did because this monkey like very good yeah well there's like crystal i think her name is crystal the monkey who is in like everything and maybe still is but was in like those night at the museum movies yeah. hangover too it's like you couldn't if you wanted a monkey they were like running a racket in terms of they were having people going about down they were threatened to break your legs if you don't cast this monkey like this monkey was <laughs> there's a monkey mob it was a full-blown conspiracy because i this it's what this is the only monkey that's working in hollywood well i don't know we got a certain monkey with a certain charisma what are you gonna do um also i mean who knows if if, if shana like you know had some health concerns that prevented shana from oh, being god i hope not this. I hope Shana lived a long, happy life and just retired. I hope this I hope movie. So too. I hope the movie. The reason why this movie went so over budget is because they renegotiated and they got her all the bananas that that sweet little all monkey could eat. All the bananas in the world. All the bananas in the world. Uh, we had, we didn't even talk about Maury Chaikin as John Reed. This who was like. I wonder if we looked up if he's based off a real life person. This like he's oh, writing books about he pirates, is. and it feels like this was meant to be a comic relief character at one point. And then they forgot to write him any jokes because it's like, oh, you have this like, which it took me so long yes. to realize that was this guy's deal is he's yes. on the pirate ship to write stories about the pirates. So again, he's on- when there's 37,000 pirates, it's hard to keep track of what pirate does what. 
Yeah. And he winds up like being a traitor. Does he get blown up? I honestly don't remember what happened to him at the end of the movie. I completely no, I lost remember him track standing of him. on the deck being like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because he didn't want to actually be there and get hurt. But I don't remember what happens to him at the end. I don't see him on the ship with Gina Davis and them. But I he's possibly there. We just didn't notice. Yeah. As you said, Patrick Malahide as oh, Ainsley. So great. good. He's great. Um, and yeah, we've got Gina's team, Stan Shaw as Mr. Glasspool, and Rex Lynn as Mr. Blair. They're both great. They're great. They're yeah. crush. They're crush. Harris Yulin of Ghostbusters 2, Scarface, and uh, Training Day, he had a small role, was Black Harry Adams, who I didn't even recognize him. Who's the little kid? That is uh, Christopher Masterson, of who I know best from Malcolm in the Middle fame as oh. the oldest brother, who used to, they like shipped off to military school and then Yikes. didn't really see him anymore. Bad uh, move, Brian he's, he's also fine in this, but I'm like, come on, this, this kid should get killed by Frank Langella at some point. I don't know. It was a real, uh, it felt to me like a nod to Treasure Island. Okay, well, somebody should be getting got. Like, she she should lose Again, someone on the team. this is why it feels like a family movie. Yes, Because there's no like, one. But there's, Pirates of the Caribbean is technically a family movie, even if those got some spooky-ooky yeah, moments. No, the father Kira Knightley dies. as Morgan Adams. No, I didn't making think of this that. Today. She, she'd be lovely. Or making yeah. this any time between yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean and today. So anytime in the last it, seven. It's the funny thing oh where, like, God, if this were a Disney 19 animated. 19 years. Oh, my Wow. If this were a Disney animated film, there would be a bigger deal about her losing her father. Like that would be a through line throughout the piece because they would understand we need emotional stakes and maybe she'd lose someone on the ship or someone would get very wounded. But instead, no one does, which to me means we're in a comedy. Yeah. But then why are we? Uh... Oh, maybe, maybe as Gina Davis as Morgan Adams is mourning her father. And it's like, I need revenge against Franklin Ella. You killed my father. She gets to, you know, to work through her feelings with William Shaw, who's also working through his feelings about his father getting killed. Mandy Patinkin reprising his role as Inigo Montoya. Hey, yes, I see. I thought you were saying his father was Mandy Patinkin as Inigo Montoya. I was like, that's... Revengers on top of Revengers. But now I see you're saying Mandy Patinkin is William Shaw. Is William Shaw. Pretty and he could be playing an Eagle Montoya, or it's just he might as well be I mean, playing an Eagle Montoya. Give him the make same it hair. An actual Princess Bride crossover. Why not make it a prince? I mean, then you're yeah, you're getting so Robin Wright. I'm into Robin Wright oh, as Morgan Adams. Yeah, Give me Robin sure. Wright as Morgan Adams. Give me Carrie Elwes as your as exactly. your Patrick Shaw. Um so as as our villainous uncle dog, Wallace Shawn. <laughs> Yeah, there we run into some problems. That's, no, that's Humperdinck. That's, yeah, Humperdinck or Christopher Guest. I feel like Christopher Guest Rubin. is Patrick Malahide. Okay, and, 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 so and, much so, and so much so, so much so. Okay, Chris Sarandon is Frank Langella. Frank Langella. And then we have. Then you have like Andre the Giant. I think uh, that's just like Mr. Blair and Mr. Face. Glasspool. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. are just like part of the team. Yeah. And then the little the little kid is that little Fred Savage. Yeah. <laughs> he's just there dressed. He's there and under his, in his little blankie because he's sick and he's like, why am I on a pirate ship? I never wanted to. You be still healed. have the eels. You still got those shrieker eels. We might as well be doing the. And then Bride. the father could be played by Peter Falk. Oh, there you go. Oh, Peter. Right. No, Peter Falk as Uncle Dog. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me, niece, excuse me, niece. Just uh, one, one more bullet. One more, uh, one more question. Uh, do, do you want to join me in my pirating? 
well, maybe as all this is happening, there's one little lovable detective on the trail trying to figure out what all these groups are trying to find. Okay, well, so, all right, instead of the the British, instead of Patrick Malahide as, like, this British whatever position he occupies, it's Mm -hmm. really an American detective. Maybe... An Italian maybe detective. An Ita- maybe a, a Pope, Pope detective? Scusi, scusi. Just one more question. Hey, uh... Coming to NBC this fall. <laughs> uh, and of course, Frank Langella's dog. I mean, it's, it's great. It's Frank Langella. I wish they gave him something more to in terms of his look. Like, yeah. it's not Again, we've, ta- we've discussed lot. the look. It's, I it's wouldn't be surprised you could, if he just, if they had coats, if they had stuff and he was like, I'm hot. No. But like, do one shot in it. Something, Establish, yeah. bro. He just needs a little, a little something special. Give him even like a, a fun walking cane with like a, like a snake head on. You know the, what? I, I guess I'm just, I guess that's just Jafar scepter. Give him Jafar. No, no, scepter. no. We need like a Radigan situation. Vincent Price. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. We need a Radigan situation. Where so he like rides around in a giant cat. Always, always giant cat. Um, but no, he starts out very refined, and then by the end, like you know, as he's climbing oh. Big Ben and all the clothes are coming off, it's like, a, so we end up in this kind of like sleeveless, wigless. Yeah situation yeah because he talks about i'm stunning Ainsley. Him. he talks about like wanting Ainsley to Patrick like Malahide. yes he's like and it's like because they they team up at one point it's like why do you why don't you kill him it's like i'm learning from him because when him. i'm the governor when i'm the governor of jamaica, governor of jamaica right, he, i'll uh you know i need to i'll ha- need to be carrying myself with a certain air so i'm like if you're doing that then either he should be starting off like a real mess and be getting more refined as you go or have him be like the captain hook have him be like very refined Yes. From the jump, and then as you go, you realize like, oh, this is all an act. You're just as dirty of a dog as the in rest of us. In which case, build in a moment for him to drop it. Just give him something. Lots of like ideas and yeah. m- even more missed opportunities on the page. He did say that along with Nixon and uh-huh. Frost Nixon and Skeletor in the Masters of the Universe movie, go on. that this is one of his three favorite roles that he's done. Well, of course you want to play a big bad pirate. He said, what's that a love? I'm a pirate. I'm chewing the yeah. scenery. Oh, Patrick Cage, if time. we're doing this today. Oh, sure. I oh. mean, Patrick Stewart, if you're doing this today. Well, true. But Patrick Page with the voice. Um, oh, of know. course. He's got that beautiful, deep bass voice. Uh, Broadway's Patrick Page. Sure. Uh, so final thoughts, Amy Joe. Anything we haven't touched on? Any moments? Any characters we didn't get to yet? No. Listener, (laughs) I'm not actually going to do this, so I'm going to tell you, listener, Amy Jo just took a healthy long pause to go through her notes and leave me in suspense. And it's so tempting to just leave that entire pause in in the final edit of this episode. Just to have you sit there for about 30 seconds to then just hear, to be like, did the podcast stop? Did something go wrong? No, it's still going. What's happening? To then finally hear... Who no. <laughs> said my piece? I wanted to make sure I oh, hadn't left. Oh, you said page. your piece all right. Uh, <laughs> I'll end with this. Several years later, Matthew Modine explained some of the reasons why the film's budget spiraled out of control. Among other things, was that every scene had three cameras in constant use, Not resulting the room. 
the room, apparently, resulting in yards and yards of film used for every shot. I assume it was more, they weren't all pointed at the same thing. I assumed not. it was trying to, and in one case, that could be good if you're getting coverage, especially with the explosions. There's like some of those shots near the end, but Gina Davis is having sword fights with explosions yeah. in the background. And I'm like, if you screw up one of you those sword fight moves coverage, yeah. and you oh, have to, yeah. expl- and maybe some of that was done with comp- compositing. So I assume some of it was also like, yeah, they did post. Um, or there could be some green screening type stuff. A lot of it looked like it was in camera though. Like some of it looks really great. It's just, you know, who gives a crap? There's that, which at least I could understand. Three cameras, yards and yards of footage. Shooting my brother's movie. And a lot of the time we had two cameras going, but that's also because the director comes from um, the sitcom world and we had like a short amount of time. So it's like, we're going to get the coverage, but we're not doing full action sequences. No, no. Uh, But another reason for the high costs was that dozens of cases of V8 vegetable juice was shipped out to Malta where they were filming expressly for Rennie Harlan and Gina Davis. I'm what? Towards the end of the shoot, an entire room of V8 was left. So it was served to everybody. How big of a. How much of the budget could have gone towards V8 shoes, though, Matthew Modine? I, I feel like Matthew Modine did not care to be working with this husband-wife team. So. But I think also that's that's him bitterly looking at that. I mean, like, not that that isn't an unnecessary expenditure to have so, you to have overordered so much that there's an entire room left over afterwards. But that's still like you were like that's oozing V8 a... out the pores. Like, how much V8 could they be going through in a day wow. to need uh, cases and cases shipped out there? That is a lot. Or maybe it is like I don't know if it's like uh, we're not like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where it's like where you know everyone got sick except Steven Spielberg because he would only drink bottled water oh, and eat food but shipped Malta in. Malta is like it's Malta. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. my parents went there in the nineties. As far as I understand, it's. I don't know. Maybe, but maybe, maybe where they were filming was like really out of the way. And they didn't have like, I don't know. But regardless, V8 vegetable juice. In the heat? In the well, truly anytime, really, if I'm honest. I never. Oh, if it's summertime, you're saying you don't want to crack a nice chill can of V8, Amy? (laughs) You know, not a Bloody Mary drinker to begin with. uh, So I'm not going to recreationally drink V8. Oh, no, no, no. Leave the vodka out. I, I just want this weird ketchup drink. Ooh, nothing to cool down that temp than a nice chill glass of V8 in this hot, hot Jamaican sun. Amy Jo? Jeff? What are you recommending this week? I'm going to recommend a comedy special. It's called Philly Philly Wang Wang. Oh, yeah. It's this British comedian, Phil Wang, that uh, I first became aware of on Taskmaster. uh, That Then I bought tickets to go see play in Brooklyn. And so I made Jeff come even though like, well, I made him watch that season of Taskmaster. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Just so that like he could see. uh, It's the same season that James Acaster is on. So I was like, I want you to see James Acaster and Phil Wang. But also we're going to go see Phil Wang live. And he was so funny. And he has a Netflix special called Philly Philly Wang Wang. And it's very funny. Strong recommend. Oh, yeah. Um, And, you know, you probably have Netflix. Go stream it now. I mean, the odds are that you got Netflix, listener. The odds are you got it. You might as well use it to watch good things. So listen to this good thing. Philly, 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 wang, wang. And as for me, I am, no surprise, recommending you check out our Patreon. You are, Patreon.com slash and almost starring. I promise, listener, I won't only be recommending our patreon but just for a few more episodes just to remind um, you but yeah once again you got to check it out full-length commentary on the fly 
it needs to be heard to be believed to hear Amy Joe's responses and reactions. Um, but it's going to be a good time. And we're going to have so many episodes coming out as we go forward that you're not going to want to miss new episodes, commentary, watch alongs, episodes on TV shows, all kinds of fun stuff coming your way on our Patreon. So make sure to check that out. And that's what we're recommending this week. Do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of? Email us at andalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. Follow us on Instagram at andalmoststarring to see what shenanigans we be getting up to. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Mimi Joe Jackson. And R, thanks for joining us to see who almost starred.